This is Isaac Morehouse. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss education, entrepreneurship, big ideas, how to put them into practice in the real world, and above all, how to live free. There is a hilarious dialogue in a uh, live live performance by Flight of the Concords. You can watch it on YouTube. And I can't remember what song that they're, they're talking about. They're doing their, as they call it, witty banter. Witty banter between songs. They have New Zealand accents, so i got to try to do my best New Zealand accent. And they're, they're talking about... One of them says, you know, he can't he can't have children, so he's imagining he and his wife are imagining children since they're unable to have them. And then he says the reason they're unable to have children is because um, his wife is also imaginary. And uh, and there's there's this great part where I'm I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna try to do the accent. So uh, if you're from New Zealand and I sound terrible, I apologize if I offend you. It goes something like, um, you know. Well, the reason my wife and I are unable to have children uh, and that we have to imagine our children is because um, my wife is also imaginary. And then the other guy says, uh, it's true, she's she's imaginary. Lovely woman, uh, much better than some of the women that I've imagined. And and that line is obviously hilarious. It's, it's meant to be a joke, of course. How pathetic is it that this guy... Uh, is unable to imagine, to even imagine a woman that's a good woman, that's a woman that's, you know, whatever, the best he can he can come up with. And it works well. It's a great joke. I love it. Laugh every time. But there's there's actually something in there. The reason the joke works is because of an assumption that we have. We have the assumption that imagining is easy and that you can imagine anything you want to. And the whole reason that joke is funny that his friend is able to imagine a better woman than he can imagine is, well, that's, you know, how dumb must this guy be that he can't, that he can't imagine the perfect woman of his dreams because imagining is easy. It's, it's, you know, there's no constraints. There's no scarcity. Um, you can think up anything you want in perfect detail, but that's actually untrue. Imagining is really, really hard work. I think this this way of treating imagining and imagination as if it is a trivial thing, a plaything, something easy, something that you do when you're just sort of lazy or like, oh, when you don't want to do real work, you just imagine. That's kind of the dominant paradigm or the, the dominant way that we think about imagining and imagination. And I think it's really damaging and really incorrect. Genuine engagement of the imagination is really, really hard work. And I think we don't do it nearly enough. We need to imagine more, imagine harder, imagine better, imagine as a discipline, imagine as work, put our, our whole self into it. I think about my son, he's uh, 10 now, but since he was probably three or four, he will as specifically ask, um, Hey, I need to, I need to imagine now I need to be left alone. And he'll usually go outside and he'll pace around in circles, sometimes for 10 minutes, sometimes for two hours. And sometimes he's mouthing words and talking to himself and making sound effects. And he's really into it. I mean, he's in like a flow state and he's imagining and he's like intensely imagining. If you walk out outside, Hey bud, how's it going? And he's imagining out there 
He'll say, dad, leave me alone. I'm imagining. And he'll get grumpy. Just the same way I would if I was, you know, focused on a spreadsheet, crunching numbers on my laptop and someone burst into my office and started talking to me. I would be like frustrated. You're interrupting because I'm working. This is work. And that is exactly how he approaches it. He'll sit on the couch and relax and watch a show or whatever. And once he's kind of rested up, he'll go outside. I need to imagine for a while. And he'll get to it. I mean, he's in it. He's really working. And he's come up with, sometimes he's like tired when he's done. He doesn't even want to talk about it. Sometimes he'll tell me about what he's been imagining. He's come up with entire worlds, entire video games with tons of characters. Sometimes he just imagines for one time. Others, he, he, he has something that he comes back to time and again, and he's building it. He's, he's created whole worlds in his mind, detailed worlds. He wants to build video games someday. And he's doing all the mental work right now. He says, oh, I'll learn to code and program and that stuff when the time comes. Right now, I'm just creating characters. And he's, he's doing it with his mind. And I think that's the right approach to imagining. It's really, really hard work. Everything else we do can be outsourced, can be done better by someone else somewhere else. It's not unique to us. My ability to type, my ability to code, I don't have it, but if I did, my ability to uh, record and edit this podcast, um, to run a social media account, to you know crunch numbers, et cetera, et cetera, all those things can be done by machines, by software, by other people without really losing anything. The only thing I cannot outsource is my own mind, my own ability to make choices, my ability to decide which ideas I'll talk about or write about, how to translate those ideas into something tangible, my imagination, my ability to see somewhere to go with an idea, to see something new that inspires me to act on it. And treating imagination as an escape, as a, hey, stop being so lazy, stop being lost in your imagination and focus on the work at hand. As if imagining is not work, I think we start to take that seriously and treat it like it's not work and do it half-assedly to come at imagining like, oh, I'll just sit here and daydream. But back to that, that whole joke, right? If you could imagine the perfect wife or the perfect house or the perfect career, or the perfect startup, the perfect song, what would it be? Can you really do it? If what you imagined was really going to come to fruition, and let's say it's a house, or a spouse, or a mouse. No, I'm just kidding. I just I couldn't stop the rhyme. Let's say it's one of those things, and, and let's say you, you really had to live with it for the rest of your life, whatever you imagined. Now imagining starts to sound like a lot of work. It's really hard. It's really easy to sort of think of, oh, I would love a beach house. Would you really? Do you really know? Have you really worked hard mentally to imagine what it would be like? What kind of house you would really want? What kind of lifestyle you really want? What kind of people you want to be with? What kind of products you want to create or activities you want to engage in? If you had no constraints, what would you do? Have you really worked? I mean worked to imagine that. Sometimes I play a game with myself, specifically as a discipline. As, as a kid, I would do this as sort of a fun frivolity. Oh, if I had a million dollars, what would I do? And you sort of lazily think about, oh, I would buy this and travel here and whatever else. Now I actually occasionally do this as a discipline, and I change the amounts. A billion dollars. Some amount that's absurd. Fifty billion dollars. I can't even comprehend. What, what would I do? 
and I make myself pretend that I actually have it and really think through what would I do or a million or 50,000, whatever it might be, not just money. What if I had a month to do anything in the world? What if it was my last month to live and to, to, to really work and take seriously imagining? I think our imagination is the only truly unique resource we have and our ability to engage it as an act of work, hard work, discipline, to approach it with seriousness. You know, the same way that if you're digging a ditch, some kind of physical labor, the ditch doesn't get dug if you don't work at it, if you don't sweat. You've got to make yourself go through it. Things don't get imagined if you don't work at it. Your brain in a resting state is not in a state of active imagination. Just like when you're sitting on a hammock, you're not able to dig a ditch. When your brain is just sitting there, it's not creating, it's not imagining. And once we engage our conscious mind with the hard brain sweat activity, the activity that it's, it's, gives this feeling of almost like you're, you're tiring your brain out by focusing, by trying to imagine bigger and bolder things, Now you unlock the ability of your subconscious. There's a phenomenal book by Arthur Kessler, one of my favorite books ever, called The Act of Creation. And one of the dominant themes throughout the book is the power of the subconscious mind in eureka moments and great discoveries and in creativity more generally. But in every case, all the stories of people waking up from a a dream and and solving a a troublesome math equation or, um, you know, going for a walk in the woods and having an epiphany about, uh, you know, some invention. It's not just that the subconscious mind gave these epiphanies or eureka moments as a gift. The subconscious mind was only able to present those aha moments because those individuals had given the subconscious mind so much material to work with through conscious reflection and effort, through focused imagining. So you engage your conscious mind. You imagine. You, you push yourself to imagine more. Treat it as work. And then when you're tired out and your brain needs a break and you truly rest your brain and your mind and engage in some other activity, now you allow your subconscious to work with all the material you've generated because you don't always know how to make the connections. You can imagine things, but you don't always know how they all fit together. And that's where you, you fill your subconscious up with, with all this work you've put in with your conscious imagination and let it start to work for you and make connections. Sometimes it might take minutes, sometimes it might take years, but your subconscious will engage for you, but only if you feed it, only if you do the hard work of imagining. So let's imagine more, bigger, with discipline. Let's imagine as a type of work.